Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back. I'm Whitney Baker from Electric Ideas, and this is a mini jolt, a quick episode to energize your day with tips, tools, and reflections that give you a sense of what's possible for you and your life. If you're someone who has been part of the Electric Ideas community for a while now, you've probably heard me talk about meditation at some point. Meditation is a tool that's really supported me personally in my own growth and development journey. And as a certified meditation teacher, it's also part of what I live and breathe and help clients with regularly. And while I'm very careful not to push meditation on people or make any big claims that it's the only way to live your best life, I do encounter so many people who seem curious about meditation, but are holding themselves back for what I think are the wrong reasons. So based on input and feedback that I hear from people all the time, I want to share what I think are three myths about meditating that either hold people back from starting a practice or holds them back from feeling like they're thriving in their meditation practice. So here are the three myths I want to explore. Myth number one, meditation is not for me. So this is usually followed by some sort of way in which someone is choosing to label herself. For example, people say things to me like, meditation isn't for me because I am not chill at all. Or they say, I'm not spiritual enough to meditate. So we're going to bust this myth and explore why I think meditation can be appropriate for almost anybody. The second myth we're going to take a look at is the I don't have time to meditate myth. When it comes to meditation, naysayers like to say things like, who has time to just sit there? And I'm going to give you a new way to look at this one. The third myth that I really want to debunk is the myth that I can't meditate because I have too many thoughts. So obviously, we're going to get into this in this episode, but spoiler alert, thoughts aren't the enemy. And if we can learn to stop treating them as enemies, we typically begin having a lot more ease in our meditation practice. All right, so let's dive a little deeper. That myth number one was that meditation is not for me. So it's super common to fall into stereotypes and believe that meditation is reserved for a specific type of person. I'm here to tell you that this is far from true. More specifically, here's a few places where I think people tend to get tripped up. So some people get confused wondering if meditation is a religious practice, which can make them uncomfortable. For some people, it feels a little strange. Maybe it feels cult-like. This is how I would address this holdup. Is it true that lots of meditation practices have roots in ancient traditions from places like India and Tibet? Yes, 100%. However, that doesn't mean that it's exclusive to any particular belief system. So in my opinion, meditation can be a tool that helps aid a spiritual practice for those who are looking for it to support them that way, but it can also be entirely secular. 
It's a free and accessible tool for anyone who's looking to navigate life with less stress and reactivity and a greater sense of peace and presence. The other rub I see often in this area of meditation is not for me attitude is the outdated notion that if you're a meditator, you're someone who's kind of hippy dippy and you are kind of just chilling on the couch and letting the world go by. If that's your style, go for it. I just want to point out that this is a false stereotype because some of my high achieving clients have this fear that's come up that cultivating a meditation might make them soft, like they're going to be lazy or lose their edge. But if you look at peak performers across all kinds of industries, be it sports icons, Silicon Valley innovators, Marines, actors, artists, C-suite execs, many leaders across a variety of fields honor meditation as almost a secret weapon that helps them have more energy, more clarity, and also helps them sustain stamina and think more clearly during stressful situations. So let's dispel the myth that you need to fit a certain mold or look or be or express in a certain way in order for meditation to be beneficial for you. All right, so let's move on to myth number two that I hear all the time, which is, I don't have time to meditate. So lots of people tell me they just wish they had time to meditate. And I get it. We live in a demanding world. And for women, it can feel like there's always 15 trains in the station just waiting for someone to be the conductor. But often when I encounter this idea that I don't have time to meditate, and I almost treat it like popping the hood on the car and looking at what's underneath. The truth is, for many women, there's a feeling of selfishness or guilt, like they could be something air quote, or productive, or spending time with family. But here's the secret about meditation that I want you to remember, you will find over time that meditation actually gives you your time back. Because when practiced over time, meditation allows you to have richer experiences with your family and the people you love, where you get to be more present and attuned to what they're saying. It's also a practice that over time helps people calm their mind a little bit and also see creative solutions that give you time back that you would have never thought of if your mind was in mumbo jumbo mode. So this is a little bit of tough love, but in a lot of cases, I don't think it's the time that people don't have for meditation, but rather the patience. Just like one 90-minute session at the gym isn't going to revolutionize your body composition, sitting down to meditate one time probably isn't going to revolutionize your mind. Meditation is a skill that you get to choose to cultivate. But going into the practice, which is very simple, yet not always easy, thinking you're going to have results as fast as an Amazon package delivery is flawed and possibly causing extra frustration and holding you back. So when it comes to time and maximizing your time for meditation, my recommendation for best practice is to start bite-sized, preferably starting a small meditation practice, even just a few minutes that you can build on week after week, month after month, and just do it first thing in the morning, preferably before caffeine or technology, which is a conversation for another time. But if you can swing it, it might help you set yourself up for success with your practice. This is also a time when I just want to remind you to treat yourself with a lot of self-compassion 
if you are starting a meditation practice. If you are someone who is always in busy mode, always trying to get something done or crossed off your list, then sitting quietly for even one minute, witnessing but not engaging with your swirl of thoughts will probably feel pretty uncomfortable. So if you choose to make this time investment in yourself, start with small, start with consistent. It's a practice. So just like if you were starting a new running habit, you wouldn't gear up and sprint six miles. I know we all go through days and even years where we feel incredibly stretched and we get into that time scarcity mode. And if you're in one of those seasons, I honor wherever you're at, but I invite you just to question yourself a little bit. Do I really not have time or could I be missing out on a life-giving practice that would make me feel like I had more time every day? All right, moving on to the final myth, which is something I hear all the time, and that is I can't meditate because I have too many thoughts. All right, here is a newsflash. If you are a breathing human and not someone who's a monk practicing, I don't know, 15 hours or more of meditation a day, then it is very likely that thoughts will bubble up during your meditation practice. So here's something that I really want to set straight. Meditation practice isn't about controlling our thoughts or controlling anything at all, for that matter. We commonly have an anchor, which is often our breath or a mantra. Mantra is simply a Sanskrit word for mind vehicle. And when thoughts arise, which they will, we get to practice with self-compassion, gently bringing our awareness back to our anchor. So for comparison's sake, if there's anyone who has ever practiced yoga, instructors often talk about taking your practice off the mat and into the world, into your life. We recognize that the asanas, the physical poses are simply one branch of the overall yoga philosophy. So for meditation, in a similar vein, this is a practice that over time with patience, bleeds into our day-to-day lives. So we've all likely had that experience where it's mealtime and we want to hear what happened in our partner's day or who played with who at recess. But our mind does that thing where we future trip and we're worried about our presentation the next day or we time travel backwards and we're chewing on a sour email exchange or something pesky that didn't go our way. When we practice During meditation, noticing ourselves drift and bringing ourselves back to that point of focus during our meditation practice, it starts to train our brain to do the same thing in the real world when we're not sitting with our eyes closed. This is a point I really wanted to share because people get hung up on thoughts being bad during meditation. And if you think about it this way, It's really a mindset shift, but I feel like this is a really supportive way to look at it that'll leave you feeling more encouraged in your practice. Every time a thought comes up in your meditation practice and you have that moment of awareness that your mind is headed towards a thought and away from your anchor, you have a chance to gently practice drifting your awareness back to your anchor. And sometimes you have to just trust that it's a slow burn. It's a practice that builds and builds over time, like drips in a bucket. So the next time you try meditating and thoughts bubble up, 
which they will, see if you can simply witness what's happening without judging, without getting attached, kind of like a leaf floating by on a stream. Then just gently bring your awareness back to your breath or your mantra. So I want to quickly recap your takeaways from this mini jolt so that if you are somebody who is interested in practicing meditation and you feel like these are some of the reasons why you haven't started or you're not thriving, you'll have a renewed sense of encouragement. So whether you're starting out with your practice or simply looking for a fresh take, remember, meditation is for everyone. It's a tool that can support us all. And well, yes, it is steeped in ancient wisdom, I can promise we will continue to see more and more scientific research that backs all of the wellness benefits of meditation. If you're into hippy-dippy stuff or have chosen a monastic life, you do you. But just a reminder that meditation as a practice has been embraced for a long time by well-known thought leaders across all industries, from media moguls like Oprah Winfrey and Ariana Huffington to professional athletes and Silicon Valley execs. Meditation won't make you soft. If anything, it will increase your clarity, your ability to drop into the moment and focus, and maybe even boost your creativity. Okay, the second takeaway is meditation can help you feel like you're getting time back in your day. I encourage you to start small and build your practice up over time, just like you would an exercise routine. Meditation and training your mind is so much more than the minutes you spend sitting with your eyes closed. And because it sheds stress and primes your brain for being able to stay in the present moment, I really think of it as an investment and a tool that over time gives us a feeling of having more flow, more ease, and more time in our days. Finally, remember, thoughts aren't the enemy in a meditation practice. Having them doesn't mean you're a bad meditator or you can't meditate. Sometimes it is very uncomfortable to sit in stillness and witness the swirl of our minds, which is what's probably playing in the background all day, whether you're attuned to it or not. So thoughts will happen. When we stop trying to resist thoughts, attach more and just loosely witness them without inviting them on the playground, we usually find a lot more ease in our meditation practice. And just remember, every time you practice moving from distraction back to being centered in your meditation, you're practicing being present in the moment. And many people report that over time, this has a ripple effect in your ability to show up and be present in your day-to-day -day life. I always end with a reflection, so here we go. A well-known meditation teacher once said, if we don't go within, we go without. We don't think twice about moving our bodies when it comes to wellness, but our minds often get put on the back burner. So ask yourself this, when it comes to my mental well-being, what's one thing I'd like to try more consistently? All right, thank you so much for joining me today, and I actually have a favor. If this episode resonated with you, would you drop me a line on Instagram? You can find me at, at Whitney Woman and let me know what stood out. And also, if you have another question about meditation or somewhere where you feel stuck or stagnant or like you're holding yourself back with the practice, because I would love to respond and try to support you on your journey. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you have an inspired day.
I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at, at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.